Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, man, how you doing in the snowy weather? I'm doing good. Happy New Year to everybody. This mm-hmm. episode will be coming out on the first, so it's good thing we made it. I'm glad you're here and listening. We're looking forward to an awesome 2022. Seriously looking forward to it. Hopefully everyone's got their resolutions down and nobody's broken them already. There's always a couple people out there, but hopefully you're staying true to yourself. We got a fun episode though. Today we're looking back at 2021 and kind of talking about some of our favorite things, what happened. And then we're going to be looking forward to what 2022 may have to offer, maybe putting together a little bit of a wish list for Apex per se. Um, but yeah, if you want a question answered on the show, leave it in the form of a five-star view on Apple Pods and we'll make sure it makes it on there. Also, check out our Patreon going into the new year. We really, really support all of our loyal fans supporting us on Patreon. Later this month, we'll be having our first ever private server tournament. Really, really excited about it. Go check it out. No doubt about it. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be so fun. With that, though, let's get 2021 and... uh Talk about it a little bit. Highs and lows, maybe. I know there's been some lows lately, but we, we can't forget some of the great things that have happened. <laughs> yeah, let's take a look at the seasons that we've had this year in 2021 mm-hmm. and break down really what we got. Um, starting with season eight, we got new legend Fuse. We also got the Champions Edition that we are really big fans of. Uh, Mm -hmm. Both of us had to purchase it on the PC when we made the Switch. Um, But we also got the 3030 Repeater, new marksman in the game. We got a King's Canyon update, which brought us the Explosive Holds, which pretty much cement King's Canyon as my favorite map. Um, (laughs) Bangalore's Heirloom also came in Season 8, as well as the Battle Pass Longbow Reactive Mm -hmm. Skin. Kind of a a strange one, but (laughs) worked out in the end. This was also the season that we had the most popular collection event in Apex history, Chaos Theory, with the only limited time mode of the year, Ring Fury Escalation. Yeah, this year and this season, it was not the year of LTMs. It was the year of weapons. That's That's for sure. And something that I think, you know, talk about what you want. That's a pretty cool thing to get, though, out of Apex. But Season 8 was fun. Fuse kind of fell flat off the start, which kind of sucked. But I think he's kind of come around, find found a little bit of a niche audience, uh, some success in arenas, and like Winter Express, the LTMs that kind of have that smaller environment, per se. But overall, like you mentioned, Explosive Hold update, nice heirloom. I think we got a really a lot of cool stuff in the season, and we uh, started off 2021 in a strong way. Yeah, season eight was really interesting because it was the anniversary event uh, mm-hmm. or the anniversary season, and it really kind of just built and built and built throughout the season. We didn't get all the balancing and content that we wanted up front, but really mm-hmm. at the end of the season, it really tied up to be a really solid season of Apex. Well said. But moving on, we had season nine, and this is where we got Valkyrie. Really cool Ooh. legend. Very exciting. We also got the Bosec Bow, Arenas, we got Revenant's Heirloom, and then the Battle Pass Reactive Scanner for the Devotion. Really, really cool. This was one of our, I think, like most hype seasons in terms of like what we ended up getting because we were such big Valk fans, you know, early on, very much in support of her. Henry was all on the, she's going to be played in comp, like, and it took some time, but now mm-hmm. she's there. And so, uh, Definitely interesting in that way. Really great legend. Uh, the bow was something, even though everyone knows I was looking forward to. And uh, it it hit hard at the beginning. Like that first week or so, however long it was before the bow got nerfed, was such a crazy time of Apex where every single person playing the game was just shooting a bow and arrow around. It felt like a different environment in general, which I think was really fun. It almost felt like an LTM in ways and how much the bow was being used early on in that season. Obviously, it got patched and now the bow is in more of a fun kind of like just mix it up kind of place. We're still like pretty good fans of it, but that first week of the bow was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think we had the bow teased for us in season five. Is that true? Yeah. In the well, because we got the 
it was accidentally in one of the dev trailers early mm-hmm. on. And I believe mm-hmm. you're right. I think it was season five. So it took a while, but we finally got it. <laughs> Shay was really excited. I was just puzzled. I thought, how are they ever going to balance a bow with yeah. weapons? It seems so crazy to me that they would be able to achieve it. And when it was released, it was not balanced. You know, it, it is still a very strong weapon. I don't want mm-hmm. to undermine it in any way. The bow is fun to use. It's a little bit challenging, but it still packs a punch. On release, it did 70 damage to the body. Which is the same as the Sentinel, except it fires like a lot faster and And never reloaded. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like it came out a little strong. Now it's at 60 to the body, which more than a longbow, like it's still Mm -hmm. strong. But 70 was ridiculous. And that took the shots to kill down. Yeah, I was going to say. It was too much. It was uh, it was a lot. Well, let's talk about arenas, though. That's probably yeah. an important thing we should talk about the introduction. And we don't need to go too in-depth because we are going to be talking about arenas in a little bit on the back half of the show in-depth. But the introduction of this was groundbreaking in that we got a new permanent mode for the first time ever, and it wasn't a BR. Like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I think we'll talk about it more. But this was something that we were giddy about but nervous. You know, we had mm-hmm. been told for a year that can't split up the player base can't take it for the Mm -hmm. playlist it's going to be bad you're going to have long queue times um there was a lot of hesitation built around it but when it finally came we were really excited we got like custom maps for it which was Mm -hmm. more than we had thought we would get because we'd had so many uh br maps leaked and teased yeah Um, so this was pretty exciting and the buy system blew our it was mind had mm-hmm. no idea something that robust was going to come into apex um and really blew us away like really complex really well to balance legend abilities we were pumped the only true con early with arenas in season nine was the lack of a rank system and mm-hmm. it kept getting delayed and we'll talk about maybe why it got delayed later <laughs> yeah next season season 10 um, this was the season that we got Seer. We also mm-hmm. got the Rampage as a new weapon. We finally got ranked arenas. And then we had an update to World's Edge. Um, we had no more of the train terminals. So a refinery, a mm-hmm. sorting, um, train yard, all of those big buildings got ripped away and were replaced uh, by some gondolas uh, at the first two. And then train yard pretty much is uh, a, a no-go zone right now (laughs) Um, but we also got ramparts heirloom and which was very very cool rampart town takeover and the battle pass skin for the vault this was a good one pretty awesome season honestly Mm -hmm. i think that this is playing to a lot of the things that i like i like lmgs i love the rampage i love rampart we all love world's edge love the vault so solid season i would say if you look at it from you know the bird's eye view yeah one of the most interesting things about this season is that i felt like it was very eye-opening for the two of us the way in which the game was going to balance going forward Mm -hmm. after kind of the loss of our lead game designer and some you know we've we've had a lot of staff turnover during this 2021 and it kind of built into this season as well and this was really interesting to see how seer was balanced and patched early on and it was this indicator of the community is going to have a big impact and the pros are going to be vocal and what they say is going to particularly alter how things go and the negativity will potentially shine through and we got hit with a really big seer nerf that's taken him out of the meta entirely from the tippity top and i think it was just a really interesting experience to look at that season from a nutshell and see man, we haven't had anything balanced like this before truly in the past. And that was quite interesting. Yeah, it's definitely a new age of Apex balancing. Um, I think that the issue here is twofold with Seer. It was a really fast response that was definitely inspired by community feedback that we think from our perspective was misinformed Perhaps the data was, you know, really screaming in alliance with the masses. But the double hit on this was the fact that four months later, 
when they needed to revive Seer at the bottom of the pick rate, mm-hmm. they just reverted uh, the trigger time or the activation time of the tactical, which at this point he needs a full defibrillation. Like, yeah. really need to bring it back. So it's too bad that that's kind of how he's been treated. But hopefully we'll look forward to more informed <laughs> balancing that tries to give everybody a fair shake. No doubt. And shout out to Big Mod, like a fantastic mm-hmm. town takeover, introduced a really cool feature into the game that is not fully there now anymore with the change to the weapons and the magazines and the reload time. But overall, just a really cool feature added to the game there for a little bit and a absolutely beautiful town takeover. They kept kept improving. 100% agree with that. Season 11, you know, is our current season. We got Ash. We got the car SMG incredible weapon storm point brand new map i mean how can you not be excited about that watson heirloom and then a prowler skin in the battle pass quite the season you know Mm -hmm. i have to say um we just talked about seer kind of getting that initial public outcry Mm -hmm. and then a quick nerf ash there was outcry over her passive there were a lot of top streamers a lot of people that really hated this ability we got to play early this season Mm -hmm. so we had kind Mm -hmm. of touched ash before we weren't really sold that her passive was gonna you know tear the game right open um evidently it hasn't so ash (laughs) didn't get hit with that early nerf but has still started to slide down into the middle of the pack which honestly is a huge win and i think perhaps it got lost in all the staffing changes and turnover that we've had, but maybe it was an example of amazing restraint uh, from the balancing mm-hmm. team to try to block out all those voices. Season 11 uh, is going to be a turning point going into the future of this will be an indicator for, I think, how we're going to be able to define 2022 in terms of we lost a lot of the main staples of who made Apex and who is leading Respawn. We lost our community guy. We lost the co-founder. Like officially we lost um, producer. Like it was, it's a rough season for staff turnover. And really from the research we've done is signaling more of a EA is going to be leading the charge on Apex going forward. And I don't think Henry and I are ready to say that's going to be good or bad for anything yet, but I just think that's kind of an, it's going to be a marking point. And when we look back at season, when we look back at 2022 at the end of it, we'll be able to, I think, say, oh man, season 11 was kind of like the starting point for something at least. And it was quite interesting. And on top of that, the new map, designed for comp essentially uh we'll see how that plays out in 2022 and the car introduced in a really unique way with this crazy cool feature so it was a really interesting season in terms of maybe looking at a sneak peek into what we can expect for this next year yeah there's big shoes to fill um Mm -hmm. shay and i have been fans of pretty much any project respawn has been on except for that weird medal of honor vr game vr Um, one yeah but outside of that i mean we've loved what respawn has put out hoping that even though a lot of those core folks are no longer working on the team that they can be replaced and that we Mm -hmm. keep apex on the rise going into this new year no doubt i have to kind of mention a little bit about you know we went through the four seasons what happened in this last year but how did apex's popularity um change over time Mm -hmm. um season eight started out pretty solid we had a little bit of a peak at that collection event which still Mm -hmm. to this day puzzles us but then the peak of 2021 was season nine Mm -hmm. maybe obvious to some arenas valkyrie was a very hyped legend um timing is also everything i think that this cycle is probably going to repeat itself it has in the past um and then we went on a downhill slope in terms of what the peaks were on season releases for season 10 and season 11. Um, I honestly was a little disappointed. I thought that maps would bring a lot more attention uh, in terms of bringing new players in. However, you know, we've talked about this on a few recent episodes about the competition right now in the battle royale and the Mm -hmm. shooter genre and the holiday season. Free-to-play games are not where it's at. It's mm-hmm. just not 
even worth competing is what it seems like uh, is being shown uh, from the respawn team. So makes some sense, but I am a little shocked that a new map didn't bring as many people as released in arenas at a better time in the year. So I think timing is everything is the takeaway from looking at the last year. Timing's everything, and I hope it is a motivator of what is going to be needed in this next year. Even more content, even more balancing. Mm -hmm. You know, if we want to compete with games that aren't going away anytime soon and titles that are going to continue to be released in the next year as well. And so it'll be interesting. I think I'm with you in that I wouldn't be surprised that this was mirrored in 2022 as well. Um, but, you know, we got some, you know, respawn folks on Twitter kind of talking about what do you guys want? Like, what mm -hmm. do you want more LTMs? What kind of LTMs do you guys want? And kind of things heading into the game. And we'll talk about that on the back half of this episode. Now, some highlights of 2021 yep. to kind of look at those last four seasons. What are the good things? Number one, arenas was a massive leap forwards. This is unlocking a new way to play everything that we love about Apex mobility, the legends, the movement, mm -hmm. the weapons. You love it. Mm -hmm. um, so that was huge. Number two. Arenas great. Yeah. Number two, <laughs> Titanfall lore. Uh, finally really coming in Woo. to the light um, with Valkyrie and Ash it is awesome to see. I think we've always liked the lore of Apex, but having those callbacks to Titanfall is something that at least gets us excited. Um, so that was a highlight for sure. Jack Cooper 2022. Let's do right? it. Let's That's do the it. Let's hope. Make it in some way. <laughs> in, in some, some way, way yeah. we have to. Um, but the next one is that Apex really won over a lot of massive influencers over yeah. 2021 and dominated Fortnite and Warzone over the year. If we kind of look at the totality, average concurrent viewers on Twitch, Apex stood up really, really well against these massive franchises with teams much, much larger. I mean, Apex's main like headline streamer now, Nick Merckx. Was not playing Apex at the beginning of the year, but he's going to be topping the Apex chart almost every time he turns the stream on, bringing over Tifu. We had Tim the Tatman playing for a little bit. Ninja had a sporadic appearance. Doc even turned it back on for a day or two before he uninstalled. Um, it's been a good year, but Nick and Tifu seem to be here to stay. Nick's trying to play like competitive ALGS Apex, and that's only good. You know, streamers playing your favorite game is very good for the health of the community. Yeah, it really is. So that was a major win. The other thing that is maybe overlooked by a lot of players uh, <laughs> that haven't maybe been around since day one, um, but even some of the day ones may have forgotten about this, this year has been insane for weapons. We've gotten so many. Out of four seasons, we've gotten four new weapons. Mm -hmm. You turn back the clock and you say that in season four or five, no Crazy. way. No mm -hmm. way are you going to rattle the weapon pool that aggressively with that many weapons. And the fact that it's happened and we've come out on the other end happy and you're not feeling like, oh, I can never find an R301. Oh, these weapons are dumb and kind of just filler. Honestly, even the 3030 has a place in Apex. It has fans think, too. Yeah. So <laughs> it's been a major win is the weapons uh, for this last year. And I'm beyond curious if we're going to keep this pace up um, even one more season. I just feel like it has to stop. It's such a shock to me, honestly. Yeah, like I'm with I, you. We loved the bow, still loving the rampage since release. And the car is a beauty. So, you know, can they keep on hitting home runs or, do they need to take a break? I'm not sure, but it's evident that there's a lot of weapons in the pipeline, and that's a major piece of content that is a priority for the Apex team. Going to be crazy to see how what happens to the loot pool going forward if we keep adding guns, then that is for sure. I'm quite excited to see. Yeah. Some smaller changes that aren't legends or new weapons that happened in the last year um, that we have to point out that have just increased the quality of life. If, if nothing else, mm -hmm. I really like the ultimate ping um, yep. to show what your charge is when you have it. I think it makes it so much easier to play with teammates or solo queuing. Um, 
I love this. And I kid you not, even when I play by myself, no fill, I <laughs> ping it because I love you hearing have to. it. I'm like, mm-hmm. my ultimate is ready. I just, it's a great feature um, and definitely a highlight of the last year. I, I agree 100%. We also, in season eight, got the damage tracker, which at the time, at least around here, was a bit controversial. We thought mm-hmm. maybe this is going to majorly rattle what that 4K badge looks like and the 2K badge. Um, being able to have that information might change the way people play. Um, but I think it's been a welcome change. The fact that you can now see your damage has been helpful and has been cool to kind of be able to tell your teammates, oh, I'm having a pretty cool game mm-hmm. and to maybe keep others in check that they got to do more damage. It was just a feature people have asked for for a long time. Same with the change in colors on your site, like and just ones that are good. And it's nice to finally get them. And the damage tracker is one that people talk about a ton as still being helpful. So have to mention it as an impactful change of 2021. The last one, maybe the biggest quality of life change that we've mm-hmm. ever had in Apex happened in this last year. I saw it at Evo. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is just even elevating Evo in general uh, and making it more approachable but starter kits this was huge in season nine dropping in with armor dropping in with a helmet knockdown shield all that stuff it's crazy you know the fact that we Mm -hmm. no longer have white helmets or knockdown shields in the loot pool um, this was a massive improvement to the game it was great to finally see the people that were complaining about oh, i hate when i drop in and open a bin and i get a white helmet or a white knockdown shield in there just removing kind of that stuff that doesn't really move the needle in any way shape mm-hmm. or form in the game is really nice for the health of it and yeah this was a cool cool change that really did alter how you can think about playing the early game you have a little bit more flexibility with the heels in combo with the yeah. armor mm-hmm. totally i think that on top of the starter kits, having changes to the replicator and changes to armor uh, mm-hmm. evolution points, this year in review means that the time to kill an apex has increased in duration. That you really are not set up with blue armor going into the middle and late game. You used to be able to pull it off. Now, mm-hmm. It is much less likely that you're even going to have a fighting chance because of how many routes there are to improve your armor, how quickly you can start leveling it up. Um, That's something that has definitely been palpable in playing Apex, that it has expanded. The armor is a more important part of the game that you should be focusing on because you have a lot of routes of doing so. Yeah, and and there's ripple effects with that. People have seemed to really struggle to hit 20 bombs in the same way because more people got armor but people are hitting 4k badges a lot more easily it seems like in terms of just what you're hearing the community say and so i think it is interesting to look at what that change might have done just for general gameplay let's talk about how apex might improve though and what kind of maybe went wrong in 2020 we touched on a couple of them but let's reiterate yeah i mean looking to always improve going into this next year uh, I think one that's already been told that it's in the works is more modes and mm-hmm. more limited time game modes as well. Um, just keeping the fresh content coming no matter what. You know, we've had some LTMs that have flopped. We've had some that repeat themselves every year, um, things that have been improved. So it's always worth trying new stuff in order to keep the game fresh and to mm-hmm. give you new ways to experience the movement. Only a recycled LTM you get a pass on now is Winter Express from here on out, Apex. <laughs> That's right. That's right, always. Um, but in the last year, we also saw that Legend Balancing took a downward turn. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of players may think, oh, well, the Legends are the most balanced they've ever been. That may be true. But it is a constant effort at keeping ba- balancing at the foremost of efforts for the, a live game like apex you introduce mm-hmm. a new legend that has massive effects you can't forget about the remaining cast because mm-hmm. there is a diehard player base behind every legend even watson 
So it's something that Shot has fired. <laughs> like gone down over the last year, but it's something that we really are optimistic going into the next year that will be revisited and we'll get more communication on what the strategies are um, for improving balance amongst the legend specifically, but also the weapons. Balancing is more than keeping things fresh or keeping things balanced. It keeps things fresh also changes to the meta that's balancing taking someone from the top and putting them in the middle instead or having someone new rise to the top that's balancing changes and that's important to the yeah. health of a the diehard player base that's playing every single day of this game 100 percent um another thing that is maybe cause for improvement is this last year we had some care package shenanigans you know the Kramer, <laughs> kramer's fine keep that forever and always um the games we were playing with the Spitfire, keeping it strong, kind of dodging questions about it for months and months and months to then just throw it in the care package. Replace it with another heavy LMG. That's that very good. Us. I'm yeah. not sure about that kind of behavior. <laughs> Big fans of the alternator asked for it. I think they were listening. So we finally mm -hmm. got it with disruptors. Um, but this last season... We just they hit took rock away bottom. HB's pride and joy. Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> no reason at all. It's really a shame and I will never forget it. So I'm tearing <laughs> up a little bit just thinking about it. The fact that oh my they God, would I'm take it away. <laughs> With the what? Why? They didn't even say, oh, this weapon's so powerful. No, they had to buff it. The first weapon to actually be buffed in a year. Before going to the care package, was the G7. It was mm. shameful. I hope it doesn't happen again. <laughs> and next season, if the G7 isn't back on the ground, you are going to hear quit. about it. I don't <laughs> want to say anything outrageous, but I the emotions will be the high. podcast would stop happening, <laughs> but good games would make a return. Man, I it's a bad thing. So hopefully 2022 will be a better time for the care mm -hmm. package and for the G7. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Another you know, area for improvement, I think, is just looking more closely at the respawn team as it changes. Um, we're a little cautious about the turnover and leadership and key staff, um, but the hope is that we get really good communication. We get solid introductions to new team players, specifically, you know, this new game director who we haven't mm -hmm. heard of yet. Um, this is really important to us and I think the quality of the game. So hoping that 2022 is the opportunity to welcome in the new team uh, in its entirety and see what they want to do for this next year and what the direction is for Apex. It, it was quite interesting to see, and it's going to be interesting to see that people have different styles when they work in gaming. That's what Henry and I have learned going into the gaming industry. Um, I'm working in communications right now. I'm working in PR for games right now. And I'm learning about not everybody is going to have a game designer, a director. Uh, and we've been, we were very lucky to have Ryan who led the way on social media, really made it uh, as easy as possible to communicate with developers on social media. That's not an incredibly normal thing to happen in gaming. For the most part, it's hard to get people to do that. And so, yeah, we might get these replacements, but if these replacements aren't easing people's minds on concerns they have on social media, on Reddit AMAs, on dev streams, that's going to be a tough thing. And their work is going to really have to speak for itself to appease everyone. And that's a quite challenging thing to do. And so that's something we're kind of keeping our eye on, at least going in 2022 and seeing who kind of comes in. And if there is anyone that fills that community voice on social media, answering questions and all that kind of stuff for the fans. And I mean, since some of those folks have left, we've had a serious downtick in news talking about, Hey, this developer said this on social media, this, this like most recently. And that's interesting. I think to me, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Hoping to learn more very soon mm -hmm. on that. Before we get into the rest of the episode, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Okay, let's talk about it. We said we we're going to do it a little bit earlier. The future of arenas. Um, arenas is tough. It did not take fire quite as we anticipated. We didn't expect BR to like be left to the side, but we felt that arenas was going to be a great avenue to introduce a massive new audience 
and take Apex to a new space in the esports scene. That just didn't happen. So I'm going to pose the question to you. Why do you think there was some of this letdown with arenas on what our expectations were? Were our expectations too high as well? Uh, yeah, our expectations were <laughs> way too high. Um, and truly, we both like arenas. Um, the yeah. ranked system definitely leaves a lot to be desired. Um, but trying to look at it analytically, why did this happen? Why did it fall short uh, from our expectations? The first thing is it's complicated. You know, you yeah. have a very intense buy system that is cool and gives you so many opportunities to use the weapons that you want to use to balance the game. Really like it from that standpoint. But we noticed firsthand that creating content around arenas struggle. Really very hard. difficult. Really hard. This is not a casual game mode, even outside of ranked. Arenas is hard and requires mm-hmm. your nearly 100% focus. There's maybe two seconds each round that you could chat with your friends. Yeah. Check your chat on We stream, were struggling like, to stream arenas yeah. because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that ripples down to even more casual players that mm-hmm. is not super fun because you really got to focus. You got to be counting mm-hmm. your materials and thinking, oh, should I get a bat or should I go to purple or mm-hmm. on this weapon? I think that discourages players i think Mm -hmm. that it's just too intense of a buy system and then the number two i think is pacing and this is one that i don't personally experience but i've heard a lot from newer players and more casual players in general that want to play arenas because they want the quick action they don't want to go wait around and br they want to get into gunfights and when they get into arenas a lot of times they get into poke fights where you come to meet the other team and then you just mm-hmm. sit there for two minutes before the ring comes in and poke at each other that's boring to a lot of players and mm-hmm. i'm cool with that because it i think it it replicates what you experience in the br which i think mm-hmm. was the direction of arenas but the result on what arenas is compared to across other games i think it falls flat I think that's I think that's the tough thing. When you compare it to the other games, that's where you see some struggle. And whether that's fair or not, I think is a really important question. Um, but yeah, the pacing's tough. I understand it. People think of arenas as, hey, I'm going to get in a bunch of quick fights. I'm going to get my reps in. And there truly is a time to wait before you, you know, get to fight again. And every life counts in arenas like it does in BR. And that's interesting. What do you think can be done to improve the arena's experience. And I'll start by saying, let's not just talk about, because I think we've really set the groundwork for the expectation as an improved rank system, like for arena specifically, that's a given. Outside of that, what else do you think we can get to improve arenas? Yeah, I mean, it's a really good question. And to be honest, haven't heard a lot of good answers, haven't Mm -hmm. really heard a lot of developers think about things to try either. You know, when I pose the question to myself, I think about maybe you simplify the buy system and remove abilities and go back to something like what Winter Express is, where abilities are on cooldown, you know, yeah. in a way mm-hmm. that you can use them, but you still hope that they're balanced based off of their timers. Um, maybe that would help. But I think better than that, better than probably anything that anybody can think of to overhaul arenas is to create something new, to try Mm -hmm. a new mode and see what sticks and what can be better. I think that arenas has a place and is a success in what it Mm -hmm. was trying to do, but it didn't catch fire as this new way to play Apex as the staple. And that's, I think, what is something we'd like to try. Uh, The future of arenas, and I'm going to hit it with some hard opinion here. I think the future of arenas might be a rotating mode, not a like it is not always playable. You can play arenas in conjunction with these other games modes as they filter in. And just because it it hasn't had that addiction factor that the BR has. So maybe it's not worth constantly having it playable if the player base is really small, essentially. And so the rest of this episode, we're essentially going to talk about Uh, Some of the things we want out of 2022 at the end here, but for a little bit, we're going to talk about the more modes, what's been kind of talked about 
leaked, what we've seen in the past and what our dream modes are and talk about how maybe we would want something like that rotated in. And first, we're going to start by talking about the stuff we've seen in the mobile beta version of Apex, which is Team Deathmatch, what everybody loves in shooters, 6v6. In one video, it was located on the arena version of the map artillery. Uh, it seems to have a really cool loadout feature, at least in the beta, that allows players to choose two of any weapons at a blue rarity attachment. TDM might just be, at the simplest form, a way to enjoy Apex in a fast, fast-paced environment, which is maybe what Arenas is lacking. If Arenas is, hey, I want to get into as many fights as possible, maybe the answer is actually a respawn mode in general that has a little bit more quote-unquote fun i think than arenas yeah i think i'm really looking forward uh to when the mobile game finally comes out to give this a try um mm -hmm. because i think that apex is both empowered by its focus on team play you know it's mm -hmm. changed the gaming landscape as a whole with the ping system with trios like these were major identifiable factors in apex that have made it stick but not having a way to play more solo i think has harmed a lot of apex's potential so having a tdm where you don't have a team where mm -hmm. the stakes are a lot lower you can have any weapon you want it's just fast fast action and you get the legends you get the abilities you get the movement you get the gunplay all the good stuff except that core of teamwork could be a cool avenue to explore it's something interesting to monitor and speaking of it we've had some leaks throughout the year coming from a multitude of people our guy at shrug leading the charge on some of it uh, but a new game mode is in some sort of development but it's really not as clear as arena's development in terms of the consistency and the timing of when we thought it might come but it's looking like there's going to be a new mode maybe called capture or control it's being compared to domination from call of duty got your three flags a b and c you capture and hold them to rack up points a respawn based mode one example map looks to be carrier we got other ones like fight night hammond labs and docks uh that are essentially or carrier fight night hammond labs and docks and so we have three POIs the size of the map. I'm spacing out. I mis I misread this. My bad. Let me let me restart over. We have a one map that is carrier, fight night, and docks. So three POIs make up the size of the map. We have another one that is essentially ham and labs as the size of the map. So two maps essentially in development. Your team spawn along the edge of combat areas, work in. And there would also be parking pads to summon tridents for mobility around the map. Those parking pads are actually somewhat already in the game. And we have a similar squad mode to Battlefield in that on a team of 12, you would have smaller squads that are broken up to ease legend selection and ping spam. And there's also stuff in the files for 100 player lobbies. So there's a lot in there. Essentially, when we talk about the data, the data mine stuff and what we might be looking forward to, how does this mode to you compare to something like Team Deathmatch as something that could potentially come to the game and shake things up. Do you have a preference out of curiosity? Um, I'm cool with this, and I kind of like this more than the Team Deathmatch style. Mm -hmm. um, not that I don't like that, but it seems to me that a Team Deathmatch is probably going to come in a form of a more arenas-sized map or a, yep. a Battle Royale-sized arenas map mm -hmm. smaller this i really like that it keeps you on the battle royale map just like winter express fan favorite um mm -hmm. but it kind of opens up the possibility to introduce objectives which i'm really really looking forward to in apex just because i think so many legend abilities would be incredible to mm -hmm. use in an objective-based mode um, and I, I like the idea of opening up the player account as well for someone like mm -hmm. this to have a respawn mode that allows you to play objectives. Um, but you can't dismiss the fact that there are major risks in this. Just like in Winter Express, there will be mm -hmm. legends that completely disappear off of the game mode if you do something like this. But you'll have something that I think is very unique, very fun, and replayable 
I think, first and foremost, like that is what I think an objective-based Apex game mode has to offer. This is the fast-paced fun in a large-scale environment similar to a BR. TDM is, like you said, that smaller, maybe fun environment. And I'm curious which direction, if we get more modes, which direction the team kind of chooses to go. Maybe we get both. I don't know. I want to talk about some of our dream modes. And we're talking a lot about game modes and asking for new ones. And I just want to make it clear, like when we're asking for modes like this and dreaming of them, it is not because of our dislike for BR or arenas, but more so just a desire to experience Apex movement, guns, legends, our absolute favorite thing in video games in as many ways as possible. And when we go play another video game, I can tell you right now, all I think about is, man, I just wish I could do this as an Apex character with the Apex movement. And so that's what we're talking about when we say dream modes for 2022, essentially. Let me rattle through some of these ones that we brainstormed, then we can touch on some of the fun ones, I think. 3v3v3, that's the first one. A kill streaks mode, TDM, capture the flag, and search and destroy. Those are the essential modes we've brainstormed. Any of those that really stand out to you that you want to touch on? I really like the idea of a 3v3. It keeps the idea of the third party alive, and it also echoes a lot of what I think works really well in Winter Express. So I'd love to see another version of that. Um, But a little more out there is this idea of killstreaks being introduced to an Apex game mode. And this is something that we discussed on a live chat a couple weeks back. Mm -hmm. Um, You could go a couple different routes. You could do it so that as you got kills, you unlock different abilities in your kit as a legend. I really like how Winter Express works, that you just stick with cooldowns. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think what could be cool is if as you get kills, your weapons upgrade over time. Um, game. maybe you get additional equipment as well. I think that mm-hmm. it could be a really cool way to incentivize aggression and to have a fun reward for having big games. And so mm-hmm. you can put it into a couple different modes. Maybe it's a team deathmatch sort of thing. Um, but having an idea of killstreaks, I think, would be really fun to explore. This is a really cool one. I think all these are really fun. And I think we're talking a lot about objective-based modes. And The point I want to bring up, and maybe my dream for 2022, maybe it's too soon, maybe it'll take to 2023 if we ever go down this path, is some sort of rotation for a ranked objective-based mode. I think that's my dream right now, and very much echoing the popular Call of Duty and Halo ranked modes, essentially replacing arenas ranked is, is my kind of headset for that. And I like this because one, keeping them in rotation and having multiple modes on multiple maps keeps things really fresh. And sometimes I think when you play arenas, you get stale playing the exact same thing over and over and over again. And I also just think that objective-based respawn modes are a lot more enjoyable for solo queuing. And that's something that obviously BR struggle with in general. That's the nature of the game. And so figuring out maybe a way to counteract that in some way, shape, or form is this and make the solo queue experience more enjoyable for people because i don't think the answer is introducing a solos br mode that just ruins too much of what a br is in general this is just hey let's let's find this formula that works and put the best guns and the best legends and the best characters into it and this is not your main staple of apex but this could be a nice little side thing in, in my opinion at least yeah i agree i think that apex has innovated enough like they've mm-hmm. introduced their respawn feature. They've tried to solve problems that BR has faced and they've been very successful with that. I think that it is completely okay and justifiable for them to take a page from other games and mm-hmm. to introduce a more robust respawn mode in order to play to the masses. You know, this is what the top franchises do. And I don't see yep. any reason that Apex can't take a sidestep and try this as a mode. It doesn't have to take over, but mm-hmm. this is a really good way to grow the game. And I think we're on the same page on that. And, and they have a great avenue to do it. Introduce it as an LTM. Is it incredibly mm-hmm. hype? Does it retain players? If it does, okay, you're on to something. Now let's create mm-hmm. something more real out of it, essentially. But those are modes. We've been talking modes all the time. Let's talk about our 2022 Apex maybe wish list or wants outside of all the new 
creative permanent modes. So we got a nice list here. I'm going to rattle it off and then we'll, we'll go through some of these. We got legend balancing, more of that, please. All maps in rotation in some form. Map updates, particularly looking at Olympus and Stormpoint. More town takeovers, more LTMs, cross progression, firing range changes. Those are kind of like the, I think the more realistic wish list is essentially what we're looking at. Talk to me a little bit about the firing range changes, particularly. I know you have some thoughts on this, pulling a little bit from what we've seen in the mobile beta version of Apex and what might make that experience more enjoyable. Yeah, I think you could do a lot in the firing mm-hmm. range. I think you could introduce time trials for hitting targets. I think you could do AI training simulations with moving dummies that are more mm-hmm. accessible. I think that you could throw a building into the firing range to allow you to practice with defensive legends. Um, I think that's completely an opportunity. And then you could also introduce a better 1v1 interface. We know Mm -hmm. that that's probably the biggest reason anybody goes to the firing range is to 1v1 their friends. Why not introduce a point system? Why not introduce spawns, things like that, where you don't have to switch friendly fire and do the gold knockdown? Like, Why not build it for what it's being used for? Mm -hmm. Well said. I think as we talked about the legend balancing kind of hit a downslope here towards the end. And I think we just want that picked up. And with that is this desire and ask, hey, return to the basics of what we kind of fell in love with, legend balancing, map updates, town takeovers, and let's add some of the necessary stuff. Let's not focus on the reticle colors and let's not focus on some of that kind of extra stuff. And let's focus on the stuff that's been, that was promised in 2021, like cross progression and get that kind of stuff in the game permanently. uh, So we can move on to bigger and better things in the future. And apex has a a great sandbox for the future of whatever it's going to end up being. And we're excited to see where it goes this next year. Um, Man, it's been a big one, though. It's been a big 2021, and I'm looking forward to 2022. It has. Likewise. Let's wrap up the show, though. Let's answer some five-star questions. The first question is coming from CCGGTT33. Hi, I really enjoy listening to this podcast every time it is available. As for my question, I'm a Wraith main, and I'm quite aggressive in pubs. I've been trying more ranked lately, but I'm not really sure who to play to fit my play style. Do you have any recommendations? Great question. What a good question. We try to have lots of episodes available, by the way, mm-hmm. twice a week to the public, <laughs> even more for the patrons. Um, but man, why not play Wraith in ranked? Wraith is uh, a solid ranked legend for sure. She's really loved. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, like, if you want to play someone other than rank, Wraith, the closest legends to that play style for being aggressive that fit ranked are probably like octane and valk probably and that's what i would uh work with but i'm cool with wraith as an option personally yeah i i whenever i hear from a wraith main that they want to switch i kind of get paralyzed because it's such a limited play style you don't really mm-hmm. use abilities. You don't have a very functional passive. You hardly use the ultimate until the end game. And then the tactical is pretty straightforward. Any other legend outside of maybe a few give you so much more utility. So mm-hmm. there's a big world out there for legends. I think trying someone new is a good idea, even if you have an aggressive play style. You know, Octane is a good idea, but Loba is equally a great mm-hmm. option and someone that you can bring into ranked for a long time. So Heck, you can play Gibraltar. Be the aggressive Gibraltar yeah. with the bubble pushes and stuff as well. Like you can take an aggressive mindset into a lot of legends in this game effectively. Yeah, very different from Wraith, but I think mm-hmm. it, it's so hard to recommend another legend that's super close because really, there's nobody very close. She's kind of limited. She's Everybody else has a ton <laughs> more stuff. Yeah, she has invincibility. Other people it. have like three or four things mm-hmm. they can do. So. You kind of have to learn a lot more and transition into another legend, but probably worth it. Next question coming from Bro Darius. Hey guys, I've got two questions. One, have you ever looked at Valk skins because they have a pred mark on the right arm? And two, what would you guys suggest doing if I encounter toxic teammates that cuss me out in chat if I mess up once? Man, okay. Get toxic teammates, mute them. You know, honestly, you're going to enjoy yourself much more than 
getting cussed out or playing with toxicity, join our Discord, find teammates. That's what I got to say. Mute. Don't hesitate. In terms of Valk skins, yeah, she's got the Pred mark on her right arm uh, or on the right arm and on a lot of uh, her gear as well because she comes from the she's the daughter of an apex predator the og mercenary group that is what her dad was viper so yeah i gotta pay that homage all the time to the apex preds and she gets special to rock that kind of a uh, symbolism everywhere <laughs> it's pretty awesome I, I really like the skins that feature it for her um definitely a cool thing in the game i just i want more ash and valk interaction I Me felt too. like we were mm-hmm. going to get some voice lines because we were told we got a ton of voice lines added Recorded. in game, mm-hmm. more so than season five this last season, and haven't really felt that, to be honest, with the new <laughs> legend Ash. So I'd love to have more of that. But toxic teammates, yeah, don't hesitate to to mute. And honestly, it can be frustrating because your teammates won't say anything, and then you're right, they'll kind of freak out. Mm-hmm. it's too late you're just exposed to that and that's what happens with any multiplayer game i'm sorry you can mm-hmm. go into every game mute you know if it bothers you but the thing is you just shake it off the people that get worked up like that they're insecure and they're just bad so well said. Well i feel said. bad for them they're just bad i love it that's facts that's facts speaking facts hb that's gonna wrap up the show though thank you to our producer the third party 10 who supports us over on patreon and subscribe on Apple pods drop a follow on spotify leave a five-star review with your question we'll answer on our next episode follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok at third party pod and check us out by joining the discord via the link in the description thanks so much for listening to the third party podcast we'll catch you next time peace hey now another squad coming in Boom! Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.